0: Hi friends, thanks for tuning in for another Together What If. We've got a really special Together What If in store for you today, but I don't want to spoil it. So let's go ahead and dive deep into our scripture passages for the morning. We have a couple for you today. Let's look at them. Romans chapter 1 verse 14 through 17. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Hence my eagerness to proclaim the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith, as it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. And now from 1 Peter chapter 3. But in your heart, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and with reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are malaligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame.
1: So this series we have been in is all about going into the wild, and we have stepped into the wild places of our faith by looking at topics like doubt and um, rational mind and just some challenging topics, and so with the hope of knowing we're heading toward Resurrection. So we thought that it would be important for the congregation and those that are viewing this to kind of hear from us as pastors on some of the things that we find hopeful and challenging when it comes to the Christian faith. And so, um, so I want to start. We have just some questions that we're going to kind of address and look into. And the first question is, what do you feel is compelling about the Christian faith? And so, Joshua, I'm just curious about what you find compelling.
2: Yeah, you know, you said it just a second ago, uh, hope. I think the Christian faith offers hope uh, to a world that is just surrounded by constant tragedy and, and, and crisis. Um, you know, this hope that we find is uh, in the resurrection, the thing that we are navigating towards and, and looking towards. And, and for me, what is so compelling about the Christian faith is it offers a hope that is here and now. You know, a lot of times we think about Christianity, and we think about, you know, this is all about getting that mansion in the sky, and what happens to us after we die. But what I think we find in, in the life of Jesus uh, is very much that God is concerned about uh, the plight of humanity now. Uh, we read in Scripture that uh, humanity cries out to God, and God responds. And so to me, you know, that that's, that's hopeful, especially as I have— um, navigated the Christian faith. You know, that earlier version of Christianity that looked to heaven was, you know, that that was fine while life was, you know, easy perhaps, but as life got harder and more difficult, you know, I I needed some sort of response to uh, the lived experience that I was having. And Christianity really has uh, offered that to me, and I find that incredibly compelling. And I think uh, folks that are out there struggling with the ins and outs of life, uh, they'll find that hope uh, compelling, also that that God is not just trying to, uh, you know, keep you from going to hell, but that God actually has a response to the suffering that you are experiencing in this life.
1: So it's a wonder of an incarnational faith, isn't it? That's pretty yeah. great, Jenny. What What about you? What do you find compelling about the faith?
0: Similar to Josh, I find hope to be very compelling, but in a little bit of a different way. For me, the Christian faith is so compelling simply because it's very unsettling Mm. and for me, what's unsettling about the Christian faith is that Jesus's life, his ministry, his teaching, his family history, his death, his resurrection, everything about Jesus goes against everything that our world, our human nature, our culture, and even other Christians want us to believe it. It challenges um, what our heart desires. It challenges challenges our power, our control, our need for control, and what we can understand and know as humans on this side of, of life. And so so, for me, it's that unsettledness is what's so compelling because it, it invites in this level of mystery. And, and, and it also says that death doesn't have the last word, you know, that, that power and control and status, that's not what matters. Um, love is what makes one great, that the greatest weapon isn't hate but love. Uh, and, and for me, the Christian faith is also so compelling because of the unsettling nature of it it's very challenging and so I like the the challenge to to lean into life differently than what our world and our culture and our our our, our, our human nature can can do so yeah
1: so the same thing that finds us compelling about the faith can also, find us challenging because it affects and it deals with our own prejudices or our own challenges of how we view the world, right? So that's the second question is, what what do you find challenging about the faith, Carolyn?
3: Yeah, I think maybe what's most challenging is how difficult we seem to make it when it's really, it's a call into relationship with God. So God really asks two things of us, that we love God and that we love one another. And we turn it into something that is so much bigger and more difficult than that um, that becomes much more exclusionary, that if you don't believe exactly the way I believe, then you're out of this group when God is really drawing us or wants us all to draw in together towards one another.
1: Hmm. That's a great word. What would you add to that with your challenge to the faith?
3: You know, Since the
0: beginning of the Jesus movement, Christian faith has tried to reduce Christian spirituality to certainty and categories, and you're right. I think that we as Christians make Christian faith challenging, and for some reason, we have become confused with the way of Jesus. We've suddenly believed that we have the authority to judge, that we have the authority power to say who's in and who's out, to to have the knowledge to understand and to know divinity outside of the way of Jesus, and that doing what is just for for the sake of the marginalized and the oppressed and the powerless and the poor um, with loving kindness and humility is— is progressive theology and not just the way of Jesus. The Mm. way of Jesus is challenging because it makes us go against every single thing that we want to do in our human nature. And that is why it's challenging. You know, it's like a good both and. And and lastly, you know, Andy Stanley once said, if my uh, version—this is not full quote, but basically it's like if my version of the good news isn't good news for everyone— Uh, then it isn't Jesus's good news. And so, you know, Christianity has this tendency of hypocrisy and a sin of certainty, and our compartmentalizing and our categorizing has greatly deterred us from being people who are sharing the good news of Jesus, instead of just emphasizing what we want to be good news.
1: I I agree with that. I think, you know, I had a seminary professor one time, and it's always stuck with me if um, you know if your faith is causing you to to hate people or to sh- to look on people with a prejudiced look, then you're doing it wrong, mm-hmm. and um, and it's not the the faith of the Christian tradition as we know it and as lived out in the person of Jesus. Those are, that's that's great. So so the other question that that I w- have been thinking about is um, if someone is struggling to stay in the faith, what encouragement would um, would you have for them? What word of encouragement would you have for them, Sandy?
4: Well, it depends on their struggle. But initially, I would just tell them to keep talking to God. Even if you can't feel God's presence, He is there. And sometimes our sin, sometimes our circumstances, sometimes our, even our doubts take center stage to us being able to, to feel the presence of God. So just to remember that He is there and that He is bigger than any of those things. The other thing is to ask other people to pray for you, because keeping in community is one way that we are connected to God. Mm-hmm. We aren't meant to do this alone, and we are meant to do, walk together with it. So we-
1: amen, amen. I remember the story in the Bible where, you know, there's a storm that come up on the, on the sea, and Jesus is asleep in the boat. And, and what I find fascinating is that Jesus was in the middle of the storm. It mm-hmm. wasn't that He was outside of that storm, and the the chaos was going on all around. And um, and then, but then once He got involved, is when the the, the waves settled and the storm ceased. But it was His involvement in the middle of the storm, and not from outside the storm. And I think that's part of what you're saying as well, right?
4: And He was in the midst of the disciples. He mm-hmm. He was in the boat with them. They're all and, together, and they're like you know, they're like, don't you care about us? So even, even with him right there, physically present, there was concern and doubt and wondering if he was there and, and concerned about them.
1: And he was there. He was there. I love it. Joshua, what would you say about, um, someone who may be or struggling with the faith?
2: Yeah. You know, um, I, I kind of come to the faith, uh, academically. And so for me, a lot of the struggles that I've had have have really been the more I learn about God, the more I realize I don't know much about God. There's so much I don't know, I guess you could say. And so as we have, as we've dove into this series of looking at things that really, really shake us to the core, Uh, the thing that I'm reminded of, and I I really draw from uh, my Pentecostal background, is don't forget about that personal experience that you've had of God, you know, I think back to my my young self and and nobody you know at a, at a youth camp proved to me scientifically that Jesus was the Son of God, no one proved to me that you know uh, God loved me or that God existed no there was this this faith moment that I had early on where I chose to believe that Jesus was the Son of God who died on the cross to forgive me of my sins and and, and that you know, through Jesus, I could have this relationship with God. And so I, I just encourage you, if you're struggling with the faith, if, if these topics that we've looked at have have perhaps, you know, caused you to stay awake at night, don't forget what got you into this to begin with. No one, hopefully no one proved to you that God existed. If you did, I would like to meet them, and, and, <laughs> and it would it would clear up a lot of things for me personally. Um, but uh, just lean into those experiences. Like, if, if you're in this, if, if you're in this conversation and, and you're, you know, you're in the Christian faith, chances are you've had some sort of experience in your life. Don't, don't discount that. Don't negate that just simply because you have questions. Uh, cherish that and lean into that.
0: And experience isn't just a part of the Pentecostal background. <laughs> it's true to who we are as United Methodists. We have this uh, understanding that to know God, we get to encounter God through tradition, scripture, reason, and experience. And yeah. so, yeah.
1: And, and it goes back to I think what um, Carolyn has said earlier. Just the the experience of God is is about a relationship with God. That's what God is longing for that in each of us, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think so. We would all agree that if someone is struggling with your faith, you know, stick with it and um, and um, and and do so in community, mm-hmm. as you had mentioned. But um, but and know that God will reveal God's self to us in that community. And it may be through some surprising people. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want I to, wanted, and this is just for all of us, and I think um, the final question was just about hope. Like, um, what, what's currently giving you hope right now when it comes to the Christian faith being lived out as you see it? Carolyn, do you want to?
3: So when I was speaking a minute ago and I was talking about relationship and just loving God and and loving others, one of the things that gives me hope, one of the things that I um, do here at the church is I lead the Centering Prayer Group. And I'm really drawn towards contemplative practices that are very much about opening oneself to the experience that y'all were talking about and the here and now of being truly present to God. And it's exciting to me how that group has grown during the time that I've been here. And it, it shows me how much people really are looking to break open that box that the rational mind has really created that we have to be able to, to know God, we have to be able to understand God. And the truth of the matter is God is so much more than we're ever going to fully know and understand God is this mystery, mm-hmm. and yet this mystery wants to be in relationship with us. So for me, the hope is in people who are interested in really creating um, opportunities to experience the presence of God within, within them.
1: Yeah. Jenny, how have you, what's giving you hope?
0: Gainesville first. Um, I mean, I know it's cliche, but just coming back to my home church after some of the, the encounters that I've had Working in churches over the last 10 plus years, it's 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 been great for me to see a community of people who are truly wanting to be the church and not just go to a building called the church. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'll just do a little plug. If you go to the same worship service every single Sunday, um... I invite you to step out of your comfort zone and go to a different service so that you can see truly what is happening at Gainesville First in all its different capacities. If you've gone to the same small group for years on end, I encourage you to go try a new small group. Go try Carolyn's, go try, you know, Sandy's, go try Jamie's. There's so many different ways to, to see how Gainesville First is living more truly and more deeply into being a church on mission and in ministry. And, um, you get to catch that glimpse when you encounter people in our church that you may not see every Sunday sitting in the pew in front of you or behind you. So,
2: Good word. Joshua, what gives you hope? Yeah, you know, this series gives me hope. It gives me hope that we have been willing to tackle difficult topics. We've been willing to... sometimes leave them open because we don't have all the answers and, and being okay with that uh, to me uh, this says that Gainesville first is a place where people can come with their uncertainties uh, with their questions um, you know too often uh, I think Carolyn mentioned when when she f- was talking about what's challenging about the Christian faith is just the the perhaps claiming to that it's this way or that way and, and when we when we put those parameters on how people have to come to church. Essentially, we're, we're, we're saying you either have to fake it or, you know, or, or you're in or you're out. And I feel like this Lenten series has really just cracked open the opportunity that you can come and not have it all together. You can come and not even know, like like the, the man that says, I believe, help my unbelief, right? You don't even have to know some days— I don't know if I believe in God today, you know, but I'm going to come anyway because this community accepts me. That gives me great hope, and and, and I feel like I have a seat at the table because there are some days that I wake up, and that's how I feel.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you for that, and thank you for your honesty on that as well. Thank you, Sandy. What gives you hope?
4: Uh, just to reiterate what's already been said is the people of Gainesville first, and you know, we are seeing people living into that command of loving others. And we see that by them inviting their friends and seeing our children's ministry growing at great rates. We see them um, responding when we put out a need for the community and just an overwhelming response of, of whatever it, it may be. And we're just living into that command and, of loving God and loving others, and that gives me hope.
1: Well, you guys give me hope. I am grateful and honored that I get to serve alongside you and and the work that God has called us to here at Gainesville First and in our community. And you as listeners and watchers and however you're receiving this gives us hope as well and that you have stuck with us throughout all this journey as we've tried to live into what it means to be Christian here at Gainesville First. So we we are grateful for you. Thank you that we are going to be able to build bridges together in our community and wherever the Lord leads us. So again, thank you so much. Can I offer a prayer? Yeah, Let's pray. See. Gracious God, we are so grateful for your abiding presence with us, that even when we um, are challenged and even in days when we don't um, We don't know if we want to keep or continue on in this journey or there's a nudge there from you and through your spirit to to give us the strength that we need for that day. And then tomorrow we're going to ask for it again. So we're grateful for your abiding presence among us and how you show up in so many lives of so many different people around us day after day. And for that, we are eternally grateful. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
5: Preaching a really challenging sermon where many of his followers turned away, Jesus looked at Peter and asked him directly, Are you leaving too? Peter's response is exactly what I would have to say as well. Peter said, Where can I go? You have the words of eternal life. Really, where else can we go? We've been changed by what we've been shown. Real life is where Jesus is, so may we stay close to him. I'm so glad that you gave this time to watch today, and I thank you for giving to this online ministry. If you would like to support Together What If or the ministries of Gainesville First United Methodist, you can go to gfumc.com slash give. And as always, you can help us build online bridges to Christ by liking and sharing this content. This fifth week of Lent, may we call upon the name of Jesus to bring the peace of God's presence to us that we in turn share with others. God bless and keep you until I see you next week.